On today's Skies Falling Podcast, the Bears are in first place uh, or tied for first place. I, I don't know. Either way, they're at the top of the NFC North. So we got we to gotta celebrate the little things, folks. And, uh, you know, it's been a couple of days since they beat the Bengals. But we're going to recap the game um, and we're going to preview the Browns. Uh, the, the, the Bears head to Cleveland this Sunday with Justin Fields as a starting quarterback. So a lot to talk about with that. Um, the White Sox clinched the AL Central tonight, or I guess during the, today, and then they got walked off on by the by the the Indians, which is kind of awkward. But I'm sure no one really gives two fucks, and no one will remember. It'll be the most unmemorable uh, walk off, I guess, if you're uh, if you're an Indians fan for the rest of time. Um, but Josh will join us to talk about uh, the White Sox. We're going to talk a little Illinois football just because I know Tommy's probably eager to talk about them. And, of course, we got Shadow Realm of the Week at the end of the show. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at Pod, where we are currently live right now. And uh, also on our Facebook at the Skies Falling Pod or Skies Falling Pod. Either way, you, you can find us there. All you got to do is give us a nice little search. And we're also on Instagram at the Skies Falling Pod. You can follow Tommy at official underscore T Long. You can follow me at Cody on tap. Sir T. Oliver Long. Illinois is going to cover the spread versus Purdue. Road to the Rose Bowl starts in Lafayette, Indiana. Let's start the damn show. Cody? Yeah, man. Let's hit the music. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Kiss myself in Windy City Assassin does it again. Nyquist, oh my, he's right back ahead, comes Seabrook with a shot, he's gone! That ball hit hard, way back, he looks up, you can put it on the board! Yes! On the side to the 30, to the outside, 30 of the post, Hester 5, oh! Bears! No way! The sky is falling, a Chicago sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Cody Del Mendo and Tommy Long. Let's make history. Welcome, everybody, to Sky's Falling Podcast, episode 104. Thomas and uh, T. Harris, 18. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Uh, how you doing, brother? Uh, uh, how you doing, can I show you something real quick? It uh, looks like you got the game on behind you. This is the graphic they put up for Davis Mills. <laughs> I mean, god damn. Bad, bad. That is Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. That bad, is Forrest uh, Gump. audio, great visual. If you're live on Twitter or Facebook right now, that yeah. I actually have Appalachian State and Marshall up right now. Okay. I, I don't have yeah. I don't have uh the NFL game. The NFL, you- the Thursday night game tonight is absolutely disgusting. I mean, I took the under. I hate myself for doing it, but I did it. Right now it looks good. Last I checked is seven nothing Carolina. Yeah. I, I do have to check because I did have that parlay riding on Christian McCaffrey's first carry. Um, what do you got on yes, the? I, what are you doing for Appalachian State game? I took Appalachian State to cover six and a half, and I took the under. And neither of them are looking good right now. So, oh, you took the under tough. on a weekday game. The, I did. Yeah, I was. I looked at the history between I feel the good, programs. Man. Oh, you should feel good. The under the 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 total is fifty eight and a half, and they're mm-hmm. almost forty points already in the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I feel like a dumbass. But uh, 
last year these two teams played and uh, the under went way it was it was very much under it was like a 17-7 game last year um they've had historically at least i, I went with the history on it and it, it's it's it, it's ruined me tonight but yeah. who knows maybe 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 we'll get maybe we'll get some defense appalachian state's a pretty good defensive team at least that's what the numbers say but we'll see um anyway uh happy thursday happy friday if you're listening in podcast version sorry we're a day late again i don't even know what our schedule is anymore man but Dude, we're just trying our best to oh, get a podcast God. out every week <laughs> it's it's so hard because like seems like you're kind of settled back in with the work and the life and all that and my work um, schedule has been just a dumpster fire Right. Um, to put it simply, yeah. every job has this, but you're doing an audit, right? Yeah. Now at work, yeah. Right? So yeah, in the middle of like an audit, you're just it's, you're just doing that. It, and, it, it, yeah. You know. So it just throws everything out of whack, and combine that with mm. uh, I'm back into. Thank God, I'm back into college football gambling. Nineteen and twenty-one right. last week. Um, I went sixteen and five, and feeling really good about it, brother. It, <laughs> it, it, it's gonna carry me. It's gonna carry me through the fall. Like honestly, because yeah. it's to, fall like, seasons here, brother. Yeah, like that first, mm-hmm. like that first crisp air where you're like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. probably should have wore a yeah. long sleeve today." And then that just that made me so hard. I'm oh, like, yeah. "Let's go, football oh, season, yeah. football weather, bear weather, let's go." I it's it, the fall season hit me so bad that like I thought about perhaps like looking up to see how much the tickets were for Notre Dame and Wisconsin at Soldier Field on Saturday. I'm not gonna go, but I I thought about it. I, I Man, put a, though, a nice little thought in it. That's the whites are gonna be out and about for that game. <laughs> the, the, yeah, and the Catholics. Yep. <laughs> yeah, cheese no, boys I, uh, and Catholic boys. Getting yeah, but but I'm excited. It, the last, the first or the last two weeks of football on the weekend, I haven't really fully been able to sit down and just watch mm-hmm. all day because uh, I was in Arkansas for work last week and then the weekend before that um, I had some shit going on on Sunday so I didn't get to really enjoy the NFL slate this weekend completely open completely full of just football and I'm so excited about it yeah so excited yep, yep. and so. I, I've, I'm starting to synchronize all my devices that way I can just have a few hours over the weekend where it's like four games on at once I'm sweating out every spread every line i got is going to be oh just absolutely choice it's almost like that's what's beautiful about college football is that it's almost like march madness gambling yeah every weekend like there's that it's it's just that much fun like i have to when i'm literally watching the shitty ass television coverage of liberty university (laughs) sweating out and over at 12 38 a.m that's how you know it's 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 getting good. That's uh, when you know you're back in the swing of things. I had uh, San Jose State and Hawaii. I took the over on that. It was like yeah, so 67 points, and they yep. fucking shit the bed, man. Yep. Didn't even total 40. <laughs> I yep. was like, I woke up the Dude, next day and was like, God damn it, what is yeah. going on? That's that should be just the the minimum. Like that should right. be like guaranteed. Like that is that's right. your bread and butter is the West Coast games that don't start till. 2 a.m. because of the bullshit time difference in Hawaii. Whoever's going there, they should play defense. It should be 28, 28 at halftime. Exactly. I completely. I was. I, I was so tired. We did. We were unable to watch the game. But I was like, I was telling my boss when we were in the hotel. I was like, I'm. We, you, I hope you took Hawaii and San Jose State because it's just an automatic lock every week. Very last game, you take the over because you wake up to a winner every. What time. was What was the quarterback's name at 
at Hawaii, like Colt or Cole or Colt something Brennan? played for Colt Brennan. Yeah. That played okay. for the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thought he was awesome. Then he went to the NFL and he was just dog shit. Cause he had to play <laughs> real football instead of that yeah. football they play out there. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, looking forward to a lot of college football. We'll talk about Illinois here in a little bit, but obviously since we haven't been able to do a full recap show yet, we have to talk about the Chicago bears and we're going to try and split it up a little bit here. Obviously it's been like four days since Sunday. So Mm -hmm. obviously everyone knows who won the game, how the bears Mm -hmm. did and all that, but I do want to get your thoughts on how, how you felt on Sunday and how don't give me your thoughts going into the Browns, but how you feel about that game still today. Do you like, I feel like, after a win or a loss, it, that Monday, it's all like if you lose, it's like you're mm. you're dead inside, and you're just like you got to deal with all the pain going through the week and listen to the media talk. And if you win, you're as high as ever, and you're just like this team's never losing again. But then you get to the middle of the week and you start to think about the next game. So, like, where are you as far as that game now? I mean, I feel good. Um, I think all things considered, Justin Fields, I felt played. Okay, didn't play good, didn't play great, played okay. Considering he came in middle of the game, um, went out, then went back in uh, as 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 the, as the substitute quarterback, uh, made some big plays, made some mistakes that were costly, but uh, didn't end up costing us the game. Uh, I wish Montgomery would have ran the ball a little bit better. He did get, uh, I think, like twenty carries and maybe a few few catches out of the air. But uh, I I like the recipe though that Nagy went with. Like even if he's only getting two three yards at a time, just Give him, give him the touches. Eat up the clock. Hold on to the ball, and, and just maintain control of the pace. Um, I, I want to say I feel bad that Dalton is out. Um, I sure think he's a great guy. You, you you shouldn't like you shouldn't not feel bad. I feel like you know the biggest issue I've had with like the Andy Dalton Justin Fields saga is mm-hmm. that like people just don't want to give Andy Dalton any credit and he looked pretty good before yeah. he got hurt yeah, not on, bad. Well, in that game and then know, obviously former, he was okay team. in the first game yeah yeah you yeah. know you, you knew he wanted to ball out against his former team and and uh, make them look bad and I think he did that for the most part um but yeah I mean it's good good look on defense forcing all those turnovers I know the the last two touchdowns they gave up were tough. You know, they're put in a shit position because of the turnovers by the offense, but I felt like they held strong in the first half. Uh, a lot of bend don't break on third downs. And then obviously the turnovers in the, you know, in the third and fourth quarter there were huge, but again, hard to, hard to like case this team because it's the Bengals suck. The Bengals right. are very, very like bad. We went, in, we went into the season thinking, okay, if we win six or seven games, maybe eight, you know, this game against the Bengals will probably be one of them. So, so it's hard to like get super up for it and be like, like the only way we're going to be super happy about it is if we did blow them out. And for a while we were, I guess, but then we gave up those two touchdowns at the end of the game or whatever. But I mean, I, I'm with you though. All things considered, Justin Fields played as well as you could have. If you come in the middle of a game and you're not really prepared and you haven't practiced with the number, the, the first teamers, uh, I know Matt Nagy was getting some slander uh, from Bears Twitter all training camp because they weren't letting Justin Fields practice with the first team offense, um, and that showed in that game. So hopefully he's getting plenty of reps this week because uh, obviously he's going to start. That's old news now, but um, I, yeah, I mean, I I guess the biggest thing for me is like the defense showed up and Robert Quinn actually showed up too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. he did. He did have he did have a couple costly mistakes penalty wise, which 
like the the one particular mistake he made was when he Joe Burrow on the scramble play and he just I know he barely touched Burrow. He barely touched him and Burrow, you know, put on his acting hat and hit the deck like he just got shot and put on a show, which I don't blame him for doing either. And he got the 15-yard unnecessary roughness call. You you're a veteran of almost I think he's like 8 or 9 year veteran at least. You got to know better. You got to fucking know better, especially when you're in the in in the situation he's in where all he did was talk about how he's going to outperform last season. And yeah, he made some good plays this week, but I mean, to make up for all the shit last year, injured or not, he's got to play almost perfect mistake-free football. And, and, and that was part of a mental mental error counts counts as well. That that's abortion. Hopefully, he doesn't. We don't see any of that shit again. Um, one thing I'll, I'm looking forward to this week is seeing how Jimmy Graham bounces back because um, they had him in a lot of plays where he should have been where he was blocking, and that's it hindered David Montgomery because he can't block. He either can't block or he doesn't want to block. And a lot of the blocking mistakes he made were effort plays where he just did the Olay block and let the DB right by him. And next thing you know, Montgomery's only getting getting a carry for a yard and a half instead of four or five yards. So just shit like that got to be cleaned up. One drop in the end zone by, by Allen Robinson was, was rare to see. I'm not going to mark that off, you know, mark that against his record because he's been so fantastic with us. But again, it, it I'd like to see Cole Komet mixed in more as well, but I think all things considered, offense, defense, special teams, I think we won that game outright. Yeah, uh, I, I love that you mentioned Cole Komet. Cole Komet, I thought, had a really solid week one against a tough Rams defense, and then for him to not even really be involved in the game on Sunday was disappointing. I thought Cole Komet was going to be a uh, consistent factor all season because the offensive line – is suspect. So you figure those, all those quick throws are going to go to your safety net and uh, at tied in, whether that's Jimmy Graham or Cole Komet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's just one game, but I do hope that the, that they're getting, uh, him and Justin Fields are getting acclimated a lot better, uh, you know, this week in practice, because I, I just think he's another element to an offense that if everything is, you know, going well he could be a really big factor that no one really thinks about so um yeah i don't know man it's uh i don't know i the game was what it was i i do think joe burrow is better than what we saw <laughs> um mm -hmm. but you know i all like i said all things considered glad the defense bounced back pick six from roquan smith you could, i think it's not even an argument he's like your most consistent defensive yep. player at this point yep. um one of ryan pace's few first round picks that have panned out to be very good um so yeah now we go into cleveland and mm -hmm. uh you know we got justin Fields starting uh, and before we get to the game can, can we talk about what Matt Nagy said though <sighs> on how justin fields is a starter but <laughs> Andy Dalton will start if healthy. Like, what's, so, like what does well, that mean? What what, <laughs> what what would happen if, like, Andy Dalton misses two months and he comes back uh, week, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, whatever. Yeah. And Dalton's already got eight, or excuse me, Justin Fields has eight starts under his belt. Mm -hmm. And is seemingly, even if he's not making... Pro, you'd think he'd make incremental progress. I mean, it, just in the sense that 
he's getting more familiar with the get the speed of the game. Yeah. Why would you? Right. And that's what brings me to saying that I feel like Matt Nagy, this is like classic Matt Nagy where he will say things when he doesn't have to say them. Like yeah. this isn't the first time that he's done this, right? Like, like he didn't have to say that he could have just not said anything at all. Wouldn't it be like cookie cutter just to be like, or even to say like, we're taking it week by week. We're managing, yeah. we're going to manage his injury and, 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 and manage that process week by week. Just be super blanketed vague right. don't promise no big don't make any promises you know i, I don't know he's a dumbass yeah. he it's almost like him saying andy dalton is our starter when healthy is becoming like the new as there's a deep drive to the left field and that's a home run by yeah. you know the castellanos yeah, yeah. you know so or like or like the classic uh the in- season ending press conference where they just said collaborate like a yeah. billion times like it was just like they were they went into that press conference knowing that's what they were going to say no matter what and it goes back to just like how fans can't really trust the front office or Matt Nagy because they've never really been genuine yeah. or transparent about anything it's, nothing it's it's becoming like these statements like the collaboration and and Andy Dalton is our starter these are just going to be coined phrases that we throw at each other's faces on the internet when they get fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, you know, Matt Nagy fired. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton is our starting quarterback. When You know, like that kind of shit. Like it's just, right. again, it's, it's, it's frustrating, but it's the type of shit that you can swallow if you're a winning team and we're not. And it's the type of shit you can swallow when you have a talented team that has the potential to make the playoffs. Right. And we're not. And we're not. So it's tough. It's a tough yeah. look. It's, it's uh you know, it it's like it's like they it's like the football gods give us something with beating the Bengals, but then Matt Nagy just had to remind us that we are the Chicago Bears yeah. in the middle of the week and and just and open his mouth. So is what it is. Justin Fields is starting, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Here's here's how it's gonna go. Or not how it's gonna go, but this is there's two ways of how it could go. Justin Fields could throw four touchdowns on Sunday or throw four picks. And if he throws four touchdowns and they play Andy Dalton next week, then that's a big old, what the fuck are we doing? But then also if he throws four picks instead of four touchdowns, then you're kind of like, all right, well, I guess he's not ready. I don't know. But I'm also kind of just like, depends on how those picks look. Depends on how the rest of the team plays. Like there's so many factors. Justin Fields would, literally have to just look absolutely awful for me to even be like, okay, we should put Andy Dalton back in. Mm -hmm. And this is me saying that Andy Dalton played great in the time that he played on and in last week's game. And again, it wasn't his fault that we lost against the Rams. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, I, I, I just like that between those two things, like how do you even figure out there? I mean, you just have to sit back and watch the game, but I just, I just pray to God that Justin Fields, if he throws like four touchdowns or has a really good well, game, and then Matt Nagy puts Andy Dalton back in, I hope that does not happen. Like that well, would, that would, everyone would get their picket signs out. Right. Fucking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to readjust my commute and circle back around Lakeshore Drive so I can egg Soldier Field. Yeah. Um, 
I'd but, join you. I'd be like, pick me up on the way. Right. I don't have a car right now. <laughs> but the what what I'm curious about because I just don't know if our receivers. It's basically the same receiving core that we had last year with Foles and Trubisky. Yeah. Um, Minus but, Anthony Miller. Yeah, but I mean, and by that I just mean like Matt Cram, Robinson, and, and and Mooney. But yeah, Fields I think would excel while he's learning the quote unquote system, which the system is shit. Um, <laughs> but learning how, like how to play, it'd be backyard football. It'd be like the first. You know, look at your first four options. Doesn't happen. You're getting pressure, so you scramble left, scramble right. You, you, you know, you play backyard football. You know what? What Rogers made a Hall of Fame career doing. But I don't even think our receivers are able to adjust. Like they just would run their routes, and then they don't know to find open space. They just sit there and stick. Yeah, and leave them out to dry because they're not one. They're not either intelligent or or good enough to do that. Or B, they're just not used to being with a quarterback that's able to maneuver and matriculate the ball down the field mm-hmm. when he's scrambling in or out of the pocket when when it's not designed to be a scramble. Um, so that's going to be interesting because I think that's really where Justin Fields would excel at. As you saw in the preseason, especially against the Dolphins, where she was falling apart, and he would find you know Lacey or whoever who was able to find open space, and those guys are on our practice squad. Or else he would run the ball, and he he had success. Obviously, last week was you know sans the fumble, he won the game for us on a third third and long scramble, right? So that's where I think we're going to see success um, as far as Justin Fields goes. But that's what worries me is is guys like Robinson and Mooney, obviously because they're top two options. Where that stick route didn't land, they got to move. They got to move mm-hmm. ten yards out, ten yards up, ten yards over, whatever. Find open space and just. But I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna make it like to your point of like Dalt feels looking bad. It can make him look real shitty if he's the one moving around making shit happen and throwing it to a receiver that's standing there like a statue because that shit will get picked off all day long. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just it's kind of like everything with Fields. What scares me the most is just like him just getting rocked, you know, because our offensive yep. line has been suspect. But it did have a good game last week. Jason Peters has been. I don't think anyone – I mean, obviously, he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, but he's also like 40 years old, so you're just like you, – you didn't know what to expect, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But he has been solid. So, you know, I guess we just ride it until we can't know more. But, um, you know, I uh, – it's just – it's tough because I – I'm just never going to be able to trust Matt Nagy unless we consistently win games. And, like – this game on Sunday, it's setting up for a big letdown after after the Bengals game. Personally, we're, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Miles um, Garrett, it, whatever side he lines up on, just do what the Rams did to the Bears and just go the opposite side of whatever side Khalil Max on. That's mm-hmm. what we got to do because otherwise he is going to fuck us in the back alley and just destroy us. Yeah. Like he, he'll murder us. Yeah, and I don't want Justin Fields' helmet flying off by a blindside DN mm. killing him again. I would like to see him just rolling right, rolling left wherever side he is not on. And good luck to the the tackle and tight end that are lined up with him because that's just – they're going to end up being turnstiles no matter what happens. Right. Uh, we got another comment, Jade Givens. Uh, I believe she's 
always been in our when we go live for like live streams or whatever. So what's she up? says, "What's up? What's up, Jay? How you is doing?" That the "What's up" from the old uh, "What's up?" Yeah, Bud Light commercials. <laughs> is it that or I thought? Isn't there like a cartoon or something like that? From probably something on MTV <laughs> or Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, um, shout out to Jade. Um, but. Yeah, um, what else on the Chicago Bears? We've only been talking for 24 minutes, man. There has to be more to talk about. Yeah, I so Nasimba Webster, small thing. We signed him from the 49ers to be our kick returner. He hasn't returned anything yet. Yeah. I'm also wondering about Khalil Herbert. Like, I thought he had a decent preseason. They haven't really utilized him more. I don't know. What I mean, Damian Williams, like, I know he hasn't performed super well, but he's he's a good running back. I agree. I would prefer him over Khalil Herbert. Maybe towards the back end of the season, me see more of his touches just from you know uh, Montgomery and Williams getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing him and hopefully Cohen towards the middle back end of the season just kind of relieve them a little bit. But I think that's probably where you see him get more touches. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I I I don't know if too if they would trust him in like a situation where it's a shotgun pass play and he's there to block. If he isn't familiar with this, the assignment, I mean, same thing as the left tackle. You're just going to leave your quarterback hanging out to dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nick Foles going to be in place for Andy Dalton. Uh, so I guess he's going to make his – he's going to earn his $14 million or $15 million yeah. or whatever it is this week. Are there any big quarterback injuries we don't know about? Dude, Carson wins his ankles, man. I can't believe the Colts haven't called the Bears. I really can't. I wonder if they're just like, I think if they win a couple games with, I don't even, who the fuck is their quarterback? Jacob Eason. Yeah. Cause our Jacob boss, Eason. we our keep talking about the fuck up about him. He's like Jacob today. Jake, what Jake, Eason? Jacob, Jacob Eason. Eason. Jacob Eason. <laughs> he's going to come it's in. And he's going to destroy the Titans or whatever the, whoever uh, the hell they play this week. Yeah. He's uh, like, there's going to be a storm in Tennessee. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, I re- I respect uh you know his ability to get up no matter mm-hmm. what. <laughs> because if but, Jacob Eason was getting was going under center for the Chicago Bears, I would just I'd be go buying <laughs> Browns jerseys. I'd be like, "Let's go. Tank. Tank is on." Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I think if Eason can pull some magic out of his ass, they'd be they same thing with Houston if they have success. I mean, they'd probably ride with Davis Mills because he's a, a rookie and kind of want to ride that wave. But depending on how long Taylor's out, those two teams, they have success. Yeah. Might as well have a sturdy backup in place. I mean, I'm saying all this assuming that the Bears are not going to have success. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm mean, winning. We, I'd rather have them. Right. Like, at this point. Right. Well, especially if Andy Dalton doesn't like i don't know how serious andy dalton's yeah. injury is it looked like it looked like a non-contact knee injury how many times have we seen that and a guy be out for yeah that? the bone bruise too like that's how does yeah, that that's weird right it's gross it's almost um, like they're just like not telling us the truth but i i don't think that's yeah is do we have tyler bray still like in a practice <laughs> we need to talk squad? to our tennessee friend <laughs> yeah tennessee guy <laughs> we have Bray's, tennessee Bray's bombers work. Yeah, yeah, he loves Tyler Bray. Um, I don't think he, he might be on the practice squad, but I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. So, but okay, let me ask you this: We're going in this okay. game. Okay. How many? And, and you know, I talked about Justin Fields' mobility and bitching, complaining about the O line. You talked about the O line. 
<laughs> How many times does Justin Fields get sacked in this game? The Browns defense hasn't been as good as like I thought it'd be this early. I mean, the Texans played a really good half against them. Um, yep. And then, of course, they played really well against the Chiefs, but then shit their pants. Um, I would say Justin Fields gets sacked twice. Twice? I'll say, I'll say That's twice. That's fair. Because Miles Garrett's really fucking good, man. And uh, the, the, this, like, the way that when I said that this is setting up to be a big letdown for bears fans after last week's win is like, I feel like this could be like a real, real get right game for the Browns. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's yeah. why like everyone who's <laughs> like slamming cute. the bears spread. I'm like, I'm probably going to do it because I'm a stupid, you know, fan, but I'm not going to feel good about it. You know what I mean? Like plus like the rumors are that OBJ may be back. This week, um, goddamn, <laughs> we're gonna <Yeah>. get smoked. <laughs> like that's the thing is like I just, I mean, Eddie Jackson did play better last week. I mean, the secondary in general played better last yeah, week. Yeah, and Jalen Johnson is becoming one of the best yeah. in the league, which is good to see. But still, dude, it's like whenever, like, if everything can change, if Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn can consistently get pressure on the quarterback. If they do not do that, then that secondary gets exposed because yeah. it's just not as good without Kyle Fuller, like like simply put, man. Mm -hmm. So it's just like if we get the same defense from this past week on Sunday, then maybe the Bears can hang around and cover seven points. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I Is that where our this, hope is this week is just have them cover the spread? Yeah, I yeah. the Browns like the Browns are a Super Bowl contender in my opinion, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Like they the and the Bears aren't. No one thinks the Bears are Super Bowl contenders. Hell, people don't even think they're playoff contenders. And if they are playoff contenders, it's because injuries take uh you know take a toll on some other team, or Justin Fields just comes in and fucking has a Deshaun Watson rookie year type year, or or you know RG3 what I mean? RG3 rookie year. Or RG3, yeah. something like that. Like, I use those two guys because, like, they're similar quarterbacks, like, in the way that they are set. I, even though I do think Justin Fields is more pass first than he is run, but he is mobile. So, I was, someone was talk, talking about this the other day, and like, I like the comp. It was like not as good as an arm, but he's like, ju like Josh Allen. Like, he's going to be yeah. a pass first guy, and he's very mobile. And, jo like, people don't like saying Josh Allen's a mobile quarterback because he's white. But he's was the second best mobile quarterback in football last year, I and yeah. I think Justin Fields can be that guy. He's not going to have a rocket like Josh Allen does, but he's going to be a little more mobile uh, than Josh Allen is. So I mean, that could be the option. Like use the legs. You can do a couple design runs, but use the legs as a contingency plan. Yeah, yeah. And some people have compared Fields to like Lamar Jackson, and it's like, okay, are you just doing that because they're both black? Right. Like, right. Like, yeah, not even. Lamar Jackson's bigger, much bigger yeah. quarterback. And would you yeah. say Justin Fields a better passer than Lamar Jackson, even at this point? Yeah, I mean, I would say so, just because I mean, Lamar Jackson. Remember his rookie year when he came in, like he couldn't even throw the ball in the playoffs. They didn't yeah. want him passing the ball last year. A little bit better this year. He's still not passing the ball very, very well. Like he's the only time he has success in in the past is after he's run the ball five or six times and DBs are afraid to get burned by his legs. 
But when like he, he sits back, yeah, when he sits back in the pocket and throws, he, he's only okay. But I think Justin right. Fields made some passes this offseason or excuse me, this preseason mm-hmm. that showed that he has the ability to be a better, much better passer. Didn't see a lot. He only had like what twelve pass attempts last game. Yeah, I, and okay, two of them so, were drops. Yeah. Well, let me. Maybe this is because I was on the other side of the bar and the one TV that I was in this stupid Northwest Arkansas bar I was in had the Bears game on. It was across the way, so I wasn't able to really fully watch every single down. But it felt like when they when Fields started the second half, they just purposely ran the ball no matter what as much as they possibly could. And I felt like they didn't really give Fields a, the opportunity to – succeed or do what he does i don't know like i I, I could be completely off because again i I didn't get i I think i think you're i mean using that in that same vein you're right i felt that way too like they're almost they're running too much but i thought i saw it more as a preventative we don't want to and i don't like to say this word but i'm going to say it expose him Mm -hmm. And and or put him in a situation that he's not familiar with and make him look bad, right? Like and just and a lot of turnovers, throwing the ball, mm. interceptions. So that's where I that's what I was kind of talking about with like the Montgomery carries. I was like, probably got too many at some points, but again, I think I understood it where like they just didn't want to make Justin Fields look like he wasn't ready or kind of hurt his ego by having him. You know, a 30 yard pass play and double coverage to make him look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I at least was watching majority of the, the game. Um, it was just, I don't know. Let yeah. Me- Bengals, <laughs> terrible uniforms, too. Let me talk about that. They came out, they hyped up after the season last year. Oh, new uniforms. One, they're basically the same. Two, yeah, they they're school. terrible. Like someone put out the, the all white alternate where the, helmets are white with the black stripes oh fuck yeah give me more of those but no we're going with uh, all white with the black stripes helmet is yeah oh that would fuck dude especially when they do like the all white cut like white pants white jersey (laughs) i'm all about jersey jersey combos but um yeah they're terrible uh again jamar chase that touchdown play is good catch, did his job, but when you have two DBs literally run into each other, doesn't look great. Yeah, not Kendall Vendor and, and Deshaun Deshaun Gibson. I mean, they've both made they've each made one turnover play this season, mm-hmm. but in between those plays, they look like shit. Yeah. It's never thought I'd miss Kyle. Kyle Fuller or Adrian Amos. I thought we'd both get by without him, but I thought we'd be okay without Adrian Amos, but I did not feel good about losing Kyle Fuller personally, but, but goddamn, Yeah. Um, what else? Richard I, Sherman free agent, dude. I mean, I'm on board. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. I don't, I, I fuck. We're signing forty-year-old Lyman off the fucking. Yeah, no, well literally off the him. boat. He was on a yeah. fishing boat, <laughs> right? Literally off the boat. So fuck it. I mean, part of me is just like, 
All right, we're like in the middle of like a rebuild or a retool or whatever, but also we have all these talented guys on the team that like are in the back end of their prime. So it's almost like you 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 want to try and win or else you just feel like you're wasting so much talent. Like David Montgomery, for example, he's not even the back end of his prime. He's like entering his prime, mm-hmm. if anything. And it's like you feel like after last year and now with what you – what the potential is for this year, you're kind of just like, fuck, by the time his contract's up, the Bears, if you look at it, you just don't know if they're going to yeah. be like in position to well, even want to give him a contract. I think I think you'll see a lot of it next year because next year's the last year of Montgomery's rookie contract. The year after, we can franchise, franchise tag him like we did Matt Forte. We gave Matt Forte a second contract. Don't know if Montgomery will get that just because we're awesome at drafting, drafting running backs. Yeah. I don't feel the need to pay a running back $16 million a year. I'd rather get that. To, but if we don't re-sign, to your point, if we don't re-sign Allen Robinson, we we better either trade or just let these older guys go after this season. Like Play the season out for what it is, which I kind of feel like is our mindset at this point after the Tom fuckery that was last season. Yeah, And then build, since we didn't build a team uh, and slide a quarterback in. We have the quarterback in now. We have to build around him. Like, yeah. like look at what the Redskins did. They they're building an entire team. All they need is a quarterback, and they said they're going to go find one. This team, we have quarterback and we have little pieces, but they're just puzzle pieces. There's no big picture yet, and I think, yeah. and it's tough without a first round pick next right. year. But still, what are you talking about? Taylor Heineke's he's nice. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you know. He had a nice game against the Giants on last Thursday. What did he? What was he? Uh, he's got a CFL championship appearance, right? As a backup, and he played in the he uh, XFL. In that play, he played. Yeah, he played in the XFL, and then he played in the NFC divisional game last year. Yeah, he did really well. Almost he won did really well. Yeah, yeah, he almost won the game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I I was just saying to say it. Josh is in the stream. I'm going to let him in here and we'll talk White Sox here in a minute. But I do want to uh, ask you before we finish mm-hmm. football here, um, is there is there a team out there that's kind of that you think they're like in the NFL that you think no one's really paying attention to and is kind of like could be a surprise or has or just in general has surprised you uh, to to this point through two weeks? I uh, I mean, I guess the answer would be Carolina. I but I thought they'd be good. They were. Yeah. I had higher expect expectations for them last year, mm-hmm. and they played okay last. Not okay. They did were were bad. I, they were better than I than many people thought. Yeah, and they're playing good football this year. Um, I think they're probably surprising some people. Um, that defense is with like Brian Burns and those guys. They got some dudes. I think they uh, they're gonna make a run in their division. Um, I know they got some some competitors in there with you know obviously with the you know Saints Falcons and and those guys. But I think they I think they make make a run, especially with seventeen games. If McCaffrey holds up, they got Chuba Hubbard or Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard. Yeah, what's his name? How do you pronounce I, it? I, I don't really know how to pronounce. Best it. <laughs> running back in college football last year as their tobacco McCaffrey. So. I think I think the Panthers are going to end up uh, in the playoffs. I think they're a 10 11 one team. Yeah. Um for me I feel like 
like I feel like this might be similar to Carolina, but maybe the Broncos. Like they moved, they have Teddy Bridgewater now. Mm-hmm. They've played decent the last couple. They haven't played great teams, but they have looked better than what I expected, and they have offensive weapons. You know, uh, what's his name? Jerry Judy's out for like six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, he they're a team that's kind of I don't want to say open my eyes, but I'm kind of like, oh shit, they they exist and they're actually kind of good. Um, yes. Big Fangio, his yeah. defense again. Dude, that's year in, year why out. I want them to suck though, because I want to bring Vic Fangio back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would love that too. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. The, the, Fans, if you're listening, weeks. Google image Teddy Bridgewater Louisville <laughs> picture. We, if you know, you this know. Like we definitely talked, talked about, about this. this. <laughs> yeah, we brought this up like ten if times. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you fucking know, you know. <laughs> All right. Don't show your kids. But, yeah, <laughs> for ages like twenty-one and older. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right. Starting OnlyFans uh, with just that picture, man. <laughs> Yeah, until OnlyFans kicks all the porn off. Mm. I, I don't know how much longer that's available for. We were we doing the show like we remember when we had like that two or three week break off and the OnlyFans like got canceled or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know if that was during when I. Yeah, when yeah, were, it was. Now it's back because the investors were like, um, "You're an idiot." Like <laughs> okay. we, we're 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 gonna let these people get naked forever. Okay, hell yeah, so it's back. Good for all the naked people. Garrett from Iowa. I don't. I don't subscribe to any OnlyFans. Please, I don't attack me anymore. I promise you, I don't subscribe to any OnlyFans. <laughs> right. We got God that one day. He's like, yeah. I like how they say they don't have OnlyFans and then explain exactly how it works. Yeah. Look, a little bit exposed, but I swear to God, I don't have no. A little bit I exposed. I just did some research, like yeah. I said. <laughs> On Google. Google tells yeah. you everything. All right. With that said, I want to welcome Josh to the stream. Josh, you doing, do you, uh, Josh, do you use OnlyFans? Have an OnlyFans? No, you know, I thought about times got a little rough a couple months ago. I thought about playing <laughs> feet picks. But uh yeah. No, you know, actually, you know what's funny is um <laughs> I'm so glad this is a topic of conversation because it reminded me. I was at lunch with my brother the other day and uh I was like, man, like, I just can't wait to get back to work. Like, I'm just tired of it. He's like, you could always sell your body or like go like get on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what would be so funny about that is like, because I can't see. And like, I look, I'm not dumb. It's just a joke. But like, mm-hmm. instead of posting a pic of my, my ding-a-ling, mm-hmm. it would be the front facing <laughs> camera of me just like double chin looking down <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible that those types of photos would sell better than my actually my actual ding-a-ling. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Hey, uh real quick before uh, before we get to baseball, uh for Tommy, bad news, bad news for the uh, Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's done for the night, hamstring injury. So, son Fuck, of a that ruins bitch. like every fucking bet I had tonight. God yeah. damn it! Yeah. Although, shout out to DJ Moore. Fantasy. How many yards does he have? Hundred yards. I don't know how many. Uh, Thirty-one yards. yards. Fucking dick my ass, dude. I, my bet was for forty plus <laughs> yards rushing. Part of my parlay. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, done for the night for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rip in peace. Um. Yep. Pour one out for all those those bet slips. 
gambling sucks again. I just said, right. And I just the talked Tex- about Chuba Hubbard, too. That, I cursed. I fucked that up. The Texans did Texan, though, right before the half. So they scored. Anthony Miller, Bears legend, scored the uh, touchdown before the second before the second quarter ended. Fuck him. But they uh, they shanked the extra point, so it's 7-6 Panthers. That Joey the Sly, looking good. kicker? I have no idea. Who knows? Yeah. The under's looking good. I took the under in that game. Yeah. Nice. At least I got that going. All right. Well, Josh, uh, welcome, man. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I'm glad someone here can celebrate having a winning team, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. But, you know. <laughs> You're Come on, man. Two back-to-back I mean, back years. What, what do you want me to say? Back-to-back years because... is the first time in White Sox history. Back-to-back years winning the, the division. I mean, first yeah, time but, in Sox history. But what do you want me to say when I log on to Twitter and I get Yankees fans going, you know what's, you know what's dumb? Is we're a half game better than the White Sox are, and we're not even going to make the playoffs. And it's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we're in the American League Central. <laughs> that's it's like where, me. It's where teams go to die. That's like know. me in 2018 when the Cubs had to play a wild card game while the Indians won like 91 games that year, even yep. though the Cubs won 95, and the Cubs had to play the wild card game while the Indians won the division. I mean, I know that's two separate leagues, but still, like it, I like it yeah. is essentially the same thing. And, well, and, then, and then they're like, well, and, and, the, and the Yankees went five and one against the Sox this year. And it's like, OK, OK, what's I don't know what your point is. Like the Padres were really good for the first three months and now they're trash. Garbage. So yeah. like I, it, it's the way it goes. I don't know what to tell you. If the Red Sox keep wearing those yellow uniforms, they're going to keep winning, though, I swear. Yeah, so I'm a fan of the yellow say, uniforms. I like them. Our, one of the Red Sox guy we work with, uh, uh, Boston Steve, Boston Trash Bag. Um, is that what we're gonna he, call him? What we're gonna call him, Boston Trash Bag or Steve Trash Boston, Bag? Or I, I'll call him Boston Steve, the Boston Trash Bo- Bag. Boston, okay. Boston um, Trash Bag, it is okay. He said they're gonna wear that. They plan on wearing those yellow unities in the playoffs, like I not mean, the entirety, not? but like on whatever. Why not? They should just, I mean, they're cool. Yeah. I like them. They should wear them every time they're about to be eliminated. I feel like that changes the entire, like the entire complexion of anything. You're like so used to seeing this, but then oh, here comes the yellow and blue. People are people keep saying that they're waiting for Chris Sale to cut those up, but I don't see it happening. I'm wait, What I loved is I saw Sale throw an absolute sword today with Javi Baez swinging at a slide piece yeah. that hit yes. Javi right in the foot, and I'm yep. like, classic. It was a classic. Classic. Dude, before I go, before I before I go, White Sox here. Uh, the Mets suck, and it. I love to see it. It's yes. Awesome. Um, no, I appreciate man, but, Mets Twitter too because they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so much better. And Javi Baez is even playing well. He's played well the, like the entire month of September, but they're still not yeah. winning games. Yeah, I wonder if they found his <laughs> earring. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to back playoff appearances. I mean, it's you know, it's cool. I was I was seriously so happy to see the the reaction after they clinched this afternoon of like, yeah, you know, a couple handshakes, a couple hugs, like cool, we did it, but like let's get down to business now. And mm-hmm. and our our B team almost came back and, and got the dub tonight. I mean how awkward like, is that to walk it off, but like you yeah like the other team like, literally I, celebrated I, on right, your field right, like, like a I couple mean, hours before more like props to them though because I, that's got to be hard like that that's that has to be the hardest part of playing professional baseball is like teams like the diamondbacks like they've been out of it since may so it's like how do you play another 147 games when like really mm-hmm. there's not not much well, a lot of it. them a lot of them are like the cubs 
where they just have guys who are battling for a job for next year. So for some of them, it's not hard. What well, are you drinking there, Josh? Employers, uh, Coors Light. Um, let, let me let me tell you. Sometimes when the when the refrigerator gets rearranged, it's mm. tough to tell what you're drinking. <laughs> but uh, I grabbed the right one, so I don't know. Congratulations! We'll it's like it's like beer roulette. Sometimes Just try it. <laughs> all you gotta do is close your eyes. That's all you gotta do. Um, okay, real quick, real quick. I didn't make a joke. Are you? Are you? Make a joke. I don't care. <laughs> Would you rank Coors Light above Miller, like Miller Light? Um, to be honest with you, I I like jab people who uh, drink Miller Light because I think it tastes like pennies. But like, uh, if it's the Cody. only thing there, I'll drink it. Like, I I don't care. I, I don't even know why we're talking about this because I'm drinking a Coors Light. Uh, like, Tommy Coors will Light. take every chance. Yeah, because Miller Light's trash. Yeah, I mean, Coors a lot Light, of people don't think that. Top choice. I, I, like, I'll the that. thing is, is I would take a twisted tea over anything. Yeah. Um, but Coors Light, I had so many Coors Lights in Milwaukee. Oh man. Anyway, uh, White Sox baseball. Yeah. Um, here's here's <laughs> what I'm concerned about going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the fact that Kimbrel is still being pitched in the eighth inning and is not being utilized as the actual closer. Uh, that has something to do to do with it. Okay, I'm glad I got one point down. Thank you. But uh, at the same time, I'm very nervous about this inconsistent offense. Like in game one, they hit what three, four home runs, and yep. and they got out to a seven nothing lead, and it was like, okay, well, let's just not let it blow up, and we'll get the dub. Right. Um. It sometimes it feels like when they want to hit, they will, and when they're like, nah, they just don't, I'm and that's big. that makes me nervous. This 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 like last forty five seconds, I'm getting like big 2018, 2019 Cubs. Like I don't know how, yeah. how you feel about that, Tommy, but like that's the vibe I'm getting. Like yeah. one day, like there were so many games in 2018, the Cubs would score like 15 runs, but then the next day they'd so, score like two. You know like I mean? we we had the highest run differential in wins and the smallest run differential in losses. Um, than in any team in 2018, so it means we were literally losing, or excuse me, runs per game and losses. So like we would literally murder, like just blow teams out of the water in our wins, and then we just get we would get shut the fuck out like the next day. Yeah, yeah I think we're like, I think we're we're definitely under 500 in one run games. So there's that. I know in September they're under 500 overall. Would you attribute that to like situational hitting or just lack of um, lack of you know getting what, guys on base or no? To be honest with you, because if you look at the RBI charts of the White Sox, it's like mm-hmm. Jose Abreu was 113 or something like that, yeah. and then it's like Tim Anderson with like 60. So it's yeah. like you know the the th- that's kind of what makes me nervous is like. We're getting production from Abreu, and and you are getting production from Anderson, but your leadoff guy isn't supposed to be second on the team in RBIs. All right. Um, so that kind of makes me nervous. But there's another stat out there that says, um, and I could be adding a, adding a name or, or not having a name in there, but it's like Moncada, Anderson, Robert, Jimenez, and Grandal have only played like five games together all season long. And when they play all, like when they're all together, they're four, I think they're four or five and oh. So it's like, mm. I think there's something to be said about not having a complete lineup all season long. I mean, when you're playing Romy Gonzalez and and Billy Hamilton and stuff like that, like, I get it. You know, they had the division locked up pretty much. 
So you're playing guys to give them more time and see what you have for the playoffs for depth pieces. Mm-hmm. And you're not trying mm-hmm. to rush these guys back. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how many, like realistically, what would our record be? And how would this lineup look if they played more? <sighs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. Tommy. Well, I think, I mean, to his point of, like, would it be like having them all in the lineup together? Would that be conducive for like lengthening that lineup and, and turning that lineup over? Would it would, would, like, is there a cost to like having them play all together? I know, like, beside beyond the point of being healthy, but is there like logistically, like defensively, anything that would create any limitations having them in the lineup together? Um, you know, I, I think in, in like last year, you would say something about having a in, in left field, but his, mm-hmm. his defense has improved so much that I don't think you can really say that anymore. Honestly, the, I mean, I think if you asked White Sox fans, like what, where's the missing piece? I think they would still say somebody in right field. I mean, as, as good as Gavin Sheets has been and as good as Adam Engel is going to be off the bench. I think that's one thing that's missing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Having the guys that you have from your core in the middle of the lineup is, I mean, is lethal. It's, it's one of the most dangerous lineups on paper. It's just a matter of them actually producing. And you, you have a five game sample size going into the playoffs, really right. down the stretch. Like how often are these guys all going to play now that you have the division clinched and that you're, I don't know how many games, let's call it four games behind the Astros for home field advantage. And it's, it's like, not we, like you we, want to tinker in the playoffs either. Like you, that shit no. has to be figured out ready to roll. Right. Yeah. Right. What do what I feel like the team's really just missing Nick Madrigal. Like, cause I don't think the Sox trade Nick Madrigal if he's hurt. But do you think it's more glaring though that Cesar Hernandez is just not really performing at the plate? Well, that's like do you think, I, do you think that's why you're saying that though? Because well, if yeah, you, because if you, you thought had, that though, but if you thought that, then you would just plug in Leary Garcia. He's the hottest hitter right now. Yeah, perhaps he had four hits. Today. I didn't. I didn't figure that in today, but I do think long term you, or maybe not long term, but maybe. Going into the postseason, you would rather have Nick Madrigal than you would Cesar Hernandez. Because, um, because Nick Madrigal is a different hitter compared to other guys like your big boppers in the lineup, right? Sure. And something that I, me and Tommy have talked about a lot about the Cubs in the last couple of years is how a lot of the hitters are the same. So when you have a lineup full of hitters that are very similar and the Cubs – instance they struck out a lot because there are a lot of power hitters nick magical is a contact hitter contact first uh line drives to the gaps has never hit below 300 type hitter he's not going to hit a billion home runs but he's a guy that you that can set that can again diversify the lineup and cesar hernandez i don't know a lot about him but i, I do know that he played for the indians and their offense was trash anyway before he came to the White Sox and I know he had 18 home runs or something like that when he came to the White Sox but like other than that like again I don't really I haven't really watched him and to see like what his strengths are but like he isn't 
that type of hitter in terms of a guy that's different from the rest of the lineup. And that's why I'm saying that a guy like missing Nick Madrigal right now sucks. One, because yes, Cesar Hernandez is not performing, but two, like you just like the best lineups in baseball, they're always diversified and you have different types of hitters. Ones who simply just get on base, ones who are better at hitting the ball out of the ballpark, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like when you have the same types of hitters in the lineup, like it's almost like the pitcher, it's it's like helping the pitcher because they just it, it will attack all the hitters the same. And I feel like if you had Nick Madrigal at the top of the lineup, I think it's I think it's a lot different. And you have a little bit more consistency. Like that's like that's my point I'm trying to make is if you if you have him, there's some consistency there. And I'm not saying all this because I'm a Cubs fan and I think Nick Madrigal is going to be really good for the Cubs. I'm just saying based off what I have seen as a fan of the Cubs that had inconsistently that had an offense that was inconsistent for like the last three years. And I think. I think your point, I think your point of, of like the type of hitter that Madrigal is, is it's, I mean, it's valid, right? Like if you have Nick Madrigal hitting nine, not only is he going to hit the ball and play, but he's very possibly going to roll your lineup back over for Tim Anderson and Mokata or Robert, who, whoever's hitting in the two hole mm-hmm. at the same time. I know that the Madrigal trade, there's a lot of White Sox fans, including myself, who would do it again. And I think it's easy to say that because Madrigal wasn't playing. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm begging White Sox fans to wait and see how this playoff run goes. Because the thing is, and, and I, I tweeted this the other day, and of course, just people on Twitter, are, I got I to gotta delete the app, seriously. Um, <laughs> it's but, free, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> what what they what they didn't understand what I was trying to get across and maybe maybe I didn't tweet it right but let's just blame them because it's easier. Uh, I wanted to get the point across of like there are players that go into playoff mode come playoff time, and there are, there are guys who have been coasting since since June. Like you and I both know that there are there are players in this league who find a new level when the playoffs start. Postseason sure. baseball is not for the regular player. Like you're if, right. if you're gonna go if you're gonna be successful in the postseason, you're not a normal regular MLB player. You're a guy who can find that next gear. Um you're a guy who can pitch in front of a packed stadium with waving towels and and the the noise is is louder than you've ever heard it before. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if Craig Kimbrell pitches lights out in the playoffs, regardless, regardless of how far this White Sox team goes, the trade's worth it because that's what you got him for. You didn't get him for the like the last Two 60 months. games. You didn't yeah. get him for that. You got him for the postseason where in the eighth inning, it's time to shut it down. We have a one one run lead easy for me to say. And then it's Kimbrell and Hendricks or Hendricks and Kimbrell, whatever you want to do. That's what you got him for. And I've been trying to get that point across that, like, I don't care if Craig Kimbrell has a 35 ERA in the last 60 games. I don't care if he can if he can produce in the playoffs and, and be lights out. That's what we got him for. And I, I think that's that's hard for White Sox fans to wrap their heads around because we don't make trades like that. Right. This team has never been in a position 
to make a trade like a Craig Kimbrell to be like, we're setting up for the postseason. You know who won the 2005 World Series on the White Sox? A bunch of no-name guys. A bunch of no-name dudes that if you looked at that roster, you'd be like, yeah, okay, Mark Burley, I know that guy. Okay, uh, El Duque, I don't even remember, I don't know who that is. Paul Canerco, okay, I know him. You, there's guys, there's a handful of guys you know, but the average baseball fan is going to be like, I, I have no idea who these guys are. No clue. Yeah. So, wait for the postseason to start. Like, I don't care if they lose every game for the rest of the season. Well, okay. now, especially now. <laughs> Speaking of that, will there, will there be, in your opinion, any surprises on the playoff roster? Um, Additions or subtractions? I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm really afraid of? I'm afraid that Zach Collins is going to make the team. <laughs> I, and and it, this is what I'm afraid of. Okay, um, so is it is it it's Grandall Collins and is it still Sebi Zavala? I don't think so. Here's the thing: Sebi's in Triple A. Yeah, is he in Triple A? Okay, he's in Triple A. This is how much I've paid attention well, to the Sox. Well, here's lately. I, I'm I'm thinking it's the uh, I'm thinking it's the goaltender um, way of viewing things, like they do in hockey, where they would rather have their backup goalie of the future play than sit on the bench. So I'm thinking that Sebi is playing to just keep playing. And they're going to call him up before the postseason starts, and then they're going to call down. They're going to they're going to uh, reassign Zach Collins. Um, we'll see. I don't. I think Sebi has done a much better job than Zach Collins has, and I, I think um, this is just one of those things where like Zach Collins is up just to let Sebi play. Is is I'm, I don't, I know Zach Collins has really struggled offensively, but what about defensively? Because I know Yasmani Grandal. He has had some playoff moments with other teams where defensively he has cost the team a win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if maybe Zach Collins could be a solid defensive replacement if you have a lead late in the game. Like, would you rather have that? I, and I don't know too much about Savala yeah. in terms of like, I mean, obviously he's like a lifetime minor leaguer, right? So like, but Zach Collins, a first round pick. I know it doesn't matter when you go to the postseason, but like, is is would his defense be uh, something that you'd you would be okay with? Yeah, I think uh, I think I would rather have Zach Collins' defense in Sebi's. Um, there's there's conflicting opinions on that if you go to White Sox Twitter, but uh, the fact of the matter is, is Collins I think is a little bit more of an athletic catcher. He's not gonna his throw out rate sucks, um, but it's it's I mean it's kind of like. Well, my th- the thing with Grandal, it's always been a problem is he has a lot of pass balls, right? I yeah. think I feel like that's always been like the knock against him defensively. Mm-hmm. So, again, that has cost that has cost former teams that he's been on in the past. And uh, you know, I have I'm really good. I have I used to be really good friends with this uh, Dodgers fan that I used to work with, and he was he was like happy when the Dodgers <sighs> got rid of Grandal. So, I mean. Uh, I'm I sure he probably bat, doesn't think that now, but I think his bat you know. heavily outweighs his defense, though. Oh, like, for I, sure. I, I, you no, know what I'm saying? like I, I think, uh, I, I think even in the late going, you take the risk of uh, uh, a high cost pass ball for having his bat still in the lineup. Like that, I think that's that's a big chess piece that you play. Like if if right. Tony Larusa in the bottom of the eighth or in the top of the ninth were to make a defensive substitution for for Collins to replace Grandall or, or Zavala to place to replace Grandall. It's like, okay, well now we lost Grandall's bat. And, and think about this really the only time it, it costs you pass ball wise 
is if your guy goes from, you know, if you have people on base and it's like, you know, if your pitchers are doing their job, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it, because I think you have to think too, who would you rather have calling a game in the late going Grandall or Collins? And it's not close. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely Grandall. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I was just curious about that kind of stuff because uh, I also don't really know too much about um, Grandall's like, like how he's been defensively this year, really, as well. But well, I just know I that's have a, a buddy, historical thing. I, I have a buddy who texts me every single time that he gets a catcher's interference call, mm. and uh, he tells me that he wants some traded. <laughs> so it's just you know super overblown and hilarious, but it's like. <laughs> I get it. I mean, there was, I, I don't know how that's many. Like, uh, that's like Boston, uh, our Boston trash bag. What do we call him? Trash bag Steve or Boston Steve? It, any iteration him? of uh, Boston Steve <laughs> and trash bag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he like hates Bobby Dalback, yeah. and he's been one of the hottest hitters. He, in he would hate on Schwarber and right. Bobby Dalback. Yeah. He'll sit at work. He'll sit at our, like, we all eat lunch together. He was, he'll sit at work and just trash the guy. And I'm like, this guy's. Like I'll take them on the Cubs if you don't right. want them. <laughs> you know what? I think the I think uh, you. I'm sure you guys can attest to this. Uh, when you're good, like when your when your team is good, it's so much easier to hate them. Like mm. if 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 a Brayu strikes out with runners in scoring position, like this for guy sure. yeah. blows when he yeah. really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I I've been there. I've been a... pretty pretty easy to hate them when they suck too. So right. Well, I mean, yeah, but then you know, <laughs> sometimes you feel for them. You're like, well, I mean, they tried hard. You know, I mean, close <laughs> they tried. Room. They close made millions room. of dollars, but they tried hard. Hey, did you see that dive when they were down thirteen? <laughs> Come on, man. He's trying out there. Uh, the only thing, the only other concern I have with this team, um, and it's not really a concern. I'm just kind of eager to see how it's going to play out. And we talked about it last time I was on. Was the starting rotation. Um, Dallas Keuchel is there's just no chance. There's no chance that he's in the starting it's rotation great, Bob. for the postseason. It's it's, it's, it's bad. Um, Who's starting game one? Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Well, it, it's That's definitely it's definitely Lance Lynn now because Carlos Rodon's dealing with some shoulder, shoulder. issues and yeah, stuff like that. Sure. So, yeah. um, the innings the endings yeah. really have have climbed up and it's lingered, and that sucks because he yeah. has he's an injury prone player. Like we've seen in the past, at least he's that does yeah. suck for for him this year, and it's re- it's really sucking for him in his future too because he probably decided to get paid a ton. Probably of money. like you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but now it's like, do you guys kind of would you have preferred even more so that Kopech would have been stretched out? Um, you know, I think that's a legitimate thought. I think stretching Kopech out uh, earlier would have been nice. He made the start in game two, went four innings. Um, it, see, it's it's hard because you can't predict injuries, right? Like right, it's easy sure. to go yeah. back and, and yeah. be like, "Well, yeah. you know, we wish Cope back." Uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think you have enough. Like, what is there? Nine games left. Uh, mm-hmm. Rodon's scheduled to start next Wednesday against Cincinnati, and I wouldn't be surprised if they let him throw a couple innings. Like, I mean, really? I, I mean, what's the what's the harm in letting him throw a couple innings, see how he is? not push it no matter what the score is and then let like Mike Wright clean up the mess. Yeah. He sucks too, by the way. He's garbage. He's so bad. <laughs> so Mike Lance Wright is Lynn, awful. Lance Lynn starting game one. Is it Giolito game two then? Uh if Rodon's healthy, it's it's him. 
Um, okay. If it's if he's not, I think it's Giolito. And wow. it, 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 that, see, it, it it does sort of put a wrench in your plans uh, because you go Lynn, and if Rodon's not healthy, you go Giolito and then Cease, and then it's like, do you go Ronaldo Lopez or do you go Kopech? Man, like, that would have been fucking nice to have a lefty in there too to break things up a little bit in the in a yeah. lineup. Man, yeah. that sucks. That's why I had. That's that's why my in my mind it was Rodon at two. Yeah. But mm. I, I honestly, I, I think it'll be okay. I think it's one of those things where like. Um, I maybe catching up to him. I mean, yeah. Is you think it's a little bit more precautionary too, since they they had such a big lead? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think uh, you know all the rest that Tim Anderson's been getting, and all the rest that uh, that these pitchers have been getting. Like Lance Lynn didn't need to go on the on the IL yeah. with his injury. It's just yeah. like let's be precautionary, and I, I think it's perfect. It's like the definition of load management in baseball. It's like it's supposed to be I mean, the pro. That's supposed to be the pro. If you have a giant lead like that late yeah. in the year, and you don't want to be like going down at the very end of the year because then you'll end up being just completely just like dead going into the postseason, like the Cubs were in eighteen. What do we, what do, we do yeah. that with Hamels and Lester? It'd be like spring sprained index finger, <laughs> ten ADL, and it would just be him missing one. You know, once time through the rotation, he's yeah. like at home streaming yeah. on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Lester's Lester's at home eating fried trinket and drinking beer, just like he yeah. does out in the dugout in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this question: Are you? Will you be rooting? Well, I'll use that loosely. Will you be rooting for the White Sox come postseason time, or will or will um, you be paying attention? I'll, I'll be, be paying, paying attention. attention. Um, I'll be paying attention. It's not I, like, like honestly, man. Like if you guys. Get, I'm be rooting for the Rays, honestly, uh, just because their bullpen um, is my favorite baseball team ever. Not their team, just the Rays bullpen. So I'll be mm-hmm. pulling for the Rays. But Tommy, uh, one time at the beginning of time in the show, yeah. he got really drunk and then started talking about the Rays bullpen on this podcast. <laughs> you can go back and find it. Yeah, it was like 40 minute segment about me talking about three particular pitchers on the Rays bullpen. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I mean. I'm not going to be like salty if they, I'm not going to be some like the dumbasses on Twitter that talk shit. Like if they win, like good for them. Awesome. Like happy for you guys that you're happy. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be happy for the Sox fans to like don't go out of their way to just be like fuck the Cubs whenever <laughs> the Cubs have nothing to do with it's what's going so on. So stupid. Them. Yeah. It's dumb. like, that, what's his I name? Mean, like Shy Sox Mike or something oh, like he's that? He's the worst. Like, I, I want to be on the record right now. That is the worst White Sox Twitter account. On mm-hmm. Twitter.com. Never forget Shy Sox fan Mike like tried to get me ratioed on Christmas Day last year. That's nice. Um because I sent out this tweet. I was like, Merry Christmas to everyone except, and then I had this entire list of people on Twitter that I like just completely despise. <laughs> and then just like just anything else in journal, because it got it, it started as like a list of like maybe 10 people or things. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start adding all these like Twitter accounts and like all this dumb shit. Cause I, I don't know. I was trying to make a funny tweet. Actually, it didn't go viral, but it got some engagement. And I'm, I didn't at Shy Sox fan Mike. I just put what his handle was without mm. the at. And someone sent it to him and he like came at like, I don't know. He like replied to it or whatever. And then he screenshot my tweet, shared it to his like cult. And then I went to read the replies like the next day because like I wasn't going to ruin my day on Christmas and was like, 
all these like little these little cucks in his in his mentions are just like calling me like every name in the book. It was honestly kind of like cool because it's just like I don't know who any of these people are, and I triggered some some like guy who looks like he's I don't know twenty years old, maybe <laughs> if that, maybe more like twelve, but you know, yeah, yeah, that was my moment with shy sex shy socks fan like but also like he is someone like that who fucking just like especially with during the white Sox rebuild he would just go out of his way to just talk about the cubs all the time yeah, but be dumb anyway no i uh, i will i will you know i will probably like if they they're gonna probably play the astros like i'd root for him against the astros because mm-hmm. fuck that fuck that team mm-hmm. um if they i don't know if the yankees are gonna get in but if they got in and if the Yankees got in those and they end up playing the Yankees, I'd, I'd root for them against the Yankees. Um, as far as national league, if they played the Cardinals, I would root for them over the Cardinals. Um, and if, if the, that fucking Cardinals team gets the world series, I will fucking jump into Lake Michigan face first. Um, and Milwaukee would be, I've just steadily grown to hate Milwaukee over the last couple of years. More than I ever have in my entire life. I probably can you imagine the lack of can you imagine the lack of viewership that a Brewers White Sox World Series? Would be? Oh yes, <laughs> MLB is not rooting for that man. We're not. not. Wasn't the Brewers Brewers Rockies series a few years ago the least viewed MLB playoff series of all time? I, like I, recorded, I, like since like Nielsen. I don't know, came but out. it makes sense. That would make yeah, sense. I would. I would believe it. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's so, so That's anyway, but uh, yeah, man, I, I got nothing else. But congrats on winning the division. Um, it's been fun, kind of following along with them all year with you. So for playoffs, um, I don't know. We'll have to figure out a way or something. Maybe we can do a, a live stream during a playoff game or something. Yeah, it's I'm down. Like, well, me, like all three of us can just sit here and watch it. And me and Tommy will just make fun of you the entire time. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll just playoffs, make fun of Josh the entire time as he just like goes through the ups and downs of the roller coaster. The, the playoffs is. are going to be. Uh, nobody's gonna want to. Nobody's gonna want to be around me in this house. <laughs> I mean, like, regardless, like it'll be the top of the first, and I'm gonna be chewing my nails off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah, we'll figure that out and we'll 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 uh, stay in touch. But uh yeah, if you got nothing else, we're we're done with you. Um I'm trying to think if I have anything else before I go. Uh Mankata, predictions or anything like that? Yeah, sure, I'll give you that. But before that, uh Yohan Mankata underrated defense in this uh this season. So um Bears hmm. predictions. Well, uh Justin Fields gets to start. Um I don't know what the line is. Seven. Uh, seven. Um, yep. ooh, based on see Cleveland's defense improved. I'm gonna say they I'm gonna say Cleveland covers. I don't think the Bears win. Yep. I, I just think I think you're gonna be like, well, Fields played good, but we still suck. So <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh um, perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. I'm gonna go see uh DJ Moore uh win me fantasy this week on Thursday and have a couple more of these. So you guys take care. Peace All and right, blessings. Man. See you, bud. <laughs> um all right do do we want to talk a little bit about the cubs yeah here's what's pissing me off it's not even about the cubs it's the fact that like on september 11th the cardinals were 73 and 69 now they're 
83 and 69. Like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? They've won 12 in a row, dude. I I I tweeted it. Like, I accept all blame. I went through the entire season just taking any chance I could to just shit on their franchise. Because I really thought this year was the year that they really were just going to just be absolute trash the way that they were playing, like, the entire year. Like, literally, right. the entire year. They were so bad outside of like they were they were so bad for them you know what i mean by that like them being 500 the entire season is not good like they're 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 fucking shitty fans expect better you know what i mean but what what really hurts like hurts my feelings (laughs) hurts mine too man is literally the day after the the show after the trade deadline we were discussing John Lester to the Cardinals, yeah. and I go, oh, they just picked him up in case they go on a run, and we all very loudly laughed because we yeah. didn't think that was going to happen. And well, they are just shoving it right in our fucking face. Not that John Lester is a major cog in that machine, yeah. but again, the fact that we're just like, you know what? We're all getting thrown under the bus this year. Yep. Let, let the Brewers and Reds duke it out. No, fuck us. St. Louis is just using the power of the Whites to take over and and play and and play incredible baseball. And thing is, like, it not, nothing really they're doing is standing out. I know no. this is a Cup section. I'm talking Cardinals, but no, it's fine. I'm okay like with watching that. them play. <laughs> it's just typical Cardinal shit. They just do shit that'll. You know, okay, they they take advantage of, of a mistake in the outfield and turn that double into a triple or single into a double. Uh, and they get a sack fly by their number seven hitter. They're up one nothing. Mm-hmm. They do that two more times. They're up three nothing. Bullpen gets a nice double play. Swept the fucking Brewers this week. Man. Like, what the fuck? You know what's what makes me more mad from the card about the Cardinals though? Hmm. Is that the Padres just really shit the Yeah, Padres. I got the the U Darvish trade looks better every single day. You know, um, Adam Frazier, uh, I guess I was wrong about him because he was really good with Pittsburgh and then went out over there and he sucked. Jake Arrieta, he sucked there. That was no surprise. You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado are fighting in the dugout. You know, I that's like, I think it's more of the Padres shitting their pants and the Cardinals being good. No one's going to think that, and you know the national media will fucking take any chance they can to yep. hype up St. Louis, especially the the old white like journalists like Bob Nightingale and fucking – what's his name? John Heyman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know they'll do it. It makes me sick. And you know Joe Buck is just like, yes, I'm Who's so that? excited. What's his name? Eric Gold? Game. Yeah. Eric Gold. Or no, um, Derek for the, Gold. Derek Gold for, for the St. Louis Dispatch. Yeah. Um he is probably just I bet the keys on his keyboard don't even work anymore. They're just full of cum from just being <laughs> stuck together. You know what I mean? From this winning streak. Yeah. And Ugh. fuck that guy. But yeah, I mean, because we all envisioned even like as early as June, mm-hmm. we're like, okay. We have to win. If we're going to make the playoffs, this is when the Cubs are good. We have to win the division because it's going to be Padres, Padres, Dodgers, and, Dodgers. and Giants if the Giants yep. hold up. Now the Giants are the front runners because mm-hmm. we're like, we can't keep up with them. And then Padres, 
just shit the bed and lit themselves on fire. And it's, just, I mean, it's just downward spiral and it's quick. It has been happening very quick and in, in, in consistently going down Yeah. while the brewers just keep tripping over themselves, not winning any games in the division. They, two weeks ago, they struggled against the fucking pirates. Hell, they Red. lost the game to the Cubs over the weekend. Yeah. And then they're, <laughs> I, know, I know them and the the Reds before that were beating each other up, you know, train, train blows back and forth. But God damn, dude, if, if it's the. I know, man. It, like, I thank God I'm not in Charleston, Illinois anymore. <laughs> like, right. I thank could. God. Um, I, I, I might have to log off Facebook the entire month of, of October. That way I don't have to talk to white people. Outside of people yeah. that are here, yeah, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I concur, I concur. <laughs> like, I, there was a guy from my high school. He like shared something from it. It was a Facebook memory. You know how that like shows up on your page or whatever mm -hmm. when you log in. And he, it, it was from like 2019, and he was like, uh, "It's always fun, uh, you know, coming down this season, it season's end." Um, Cubs Cardinals to decide a division or something like that. That was his post from two years ago. He reshared it like the other day, and he's like, uh, this would be fun if the Cubs were in playoff contention, then put like three laughing emojis. I was like, mm, fuck you, brother. And yeah. this is a guy who hasn't said anything about baseball and social media on Facebook, whatever, all season. It's like, fuck you. Coming out of the you woodwork. Ban yeah, you bandwagon little cuck. You and your like three kids can go fuck yourself. Ugh. I think I, I, Black I, Lives Matter should probably cancel the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> I just fucking hate that franchise, dude. Like, this is the this will be the Cubs segment the entire month of October. Like, you, just, so just finding any way to fucking shit on that fucking team. I, I I'll make this it. promise: if it's somehow the St. Louis Cardinals versus Chicago White Sox, like if I don't drown myself or to get an IV drip of bleach, then I I will be cheering for the White Sox. I, I there's no way that I could that I would cheer for the for the for the Cardinals in that situation. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. There's no way. I don't care that I live here now. No. I would right. and this goes back to why I've always just never really cared about the Cubs White Sox rivalry. But anyway, it just I don't know how they're they're doing. It's so stupid. It, <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid, dude. Yeah, I fucking yep. whatever. Um, I will say congrats to John Lester on his two hundred. Yeah, he didn't look like he was super pumped up about it either. No, he's like, I wish I would have done this in Boston or in Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Fuck these people. But John Lester does like literally look like someone who would play for the St. Louis Cardinals, like. It pains me to say it, but like he does fit the Cardinal red pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, no one's going to remember him getting his 200th win with the Cardinals uh, whenever he goes to the hall one day. You think he's a Hall of Famer? I, th I don't John think he's Lester? first ballot, but I think he gets in at some point. I, I think he is um, because, it, I mean, his story's got to be all encompassing, right? Right. Stats like his playoff numbers between are Between the line stuff. Yeah. Just like what you know, what he did for the this Cubs team, what he did for the Red Sox team, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, the the numbers in the playoffs are. Wouldn't be surprised if he was like second ballot though. Right. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised about that either. I mean, 
And 200 wins is really impressive because we're never going to see 300 wins. It would be maybe again. this is all just a setup for the Cubs to play ultimate spoilers. Perhaps. Because what do we got? Seven games with them? We have One, seven two, games three, with them. Seven games. It's literally Four starting this weekend. <laughs> literally all their games are between us and the Brewers. Yeah. Oh my God. But my they man. do go up against Zach Davies tomorrow night, and I'm like. We ain't gonna beat them there. <laughs> might um, might win the one. We might win the day game. Justin Steele goes to bar, goes in the game one. I honestly like. I wouldn't say no to going to all three of those Cubs games. Um, oh, I we'll thought about see. going Saturday. Um, oh shit! Now I'm gonna be gone that weekend. Never mind. Fuck. Oh, you mean like this weekend? No, when they're in Chicago. Or in St. Louis. Sorry. Oh no, I'm not going all the way down there for Looks that. I'm, gonna be, I'm going down Charleston. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Anyway, um, as far as Cubs, we haven't really talked about the Cubs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They had a hot start to September. They're, you know, it's at the point where I'm just ready for it to be. Uh, over, Brennan Davis, hot. Brennan James, Davis, yeah. James Triantos looking like to steal the second round. Um, yep. Playing, he's been playing second base. Yeah, maybe a natural fit for him. He has a very low graded arm. Yeah, so that may work. He's hitting bombs down in uh, Arizona. Probably gonna start the year in low A. But Christopher Morel around. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Morel got called up to Triple A. Uh, he was in Double A the entire season. He got called up to Triple A. So, I mean, Triple A season's pretty much almost over. I think they basically did because Double A season's over, mm-hmm. but. I know he has big power. I don't know. Like, he's the 20th ranked prospect in the Cubs system. So, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, farm's looking good, man. You, I think they're going to be top five next season. I think they'll be re ranked number, number five at least next season, like going into next season. Yep. Still go out and sign, sign some guys, though. I'd oh, rather yeah. have no. more people than less. For sure. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. I um, completely agree. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Any? What are your expectations or wants, or what are you what are you looking forward to over the last week of the season? Um, I don't know. I, like I've kind of liked Wilson Contreras. He's like played a lot better over the last couple of weeks, and he's been kind of up and down. He's been injury pro- like a little bit of injury prone this year. He's led the one of the things about him that I'm like interested or what I would like going to next year outside of a contract extension is like, you know, whether it's Robinson Chirinos or if you go get a, it just sucks. Cause I mean, I know Victor Caratini hasn't been very good with the Padres, but like you had a guy that was solid as the backup, but if you could get a, a decent backup that you could be okay with playing, you know, a couple days a week, like I think like, this is what happens every year with Wilson Contreras. Early season, like April, May, he'll be red hot, but then the innings catch up to him and he starts to fade in June, July, and he'll have his moments every now and then. But like, at least at the plate, I feel like it's just like he just just plays too many innings. And I feel like if you can get a consistent backup back there or hell in 16, the Cubs had three catchers, man. Well, that's what that's what it was nice to have a David Ross guy there who had like you had a permanent battery. Same mm-hmm. thing with 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 Caratini with you Darvish. You had someone. It's like okay, every ten days you're gonna get an off day, and then one game every five days you're gonna get off because you know pitcher A likes playing with catcher B. 
Yeah. So you're going to get that built in all day. And if you can come in pinch hit for that day, great. Um, I think that's kind of good. What I'm looking forward to, like to that point, catcher, what I was kind of like looking at, like the depth chart over the coming seasons is I would like to see us go out and sign. I mean, Trino's whatever. He's old. Yeah. Go get a guy or a couple, a guy, one guy on a two-year deal or another guy on two guys over one-year deals over the next couple of seasons. And then let, you know, sign uh, Contreras to like a four or five-year extension, which, I mean, the standard market, no catcher. I think Grindall is making the most. He's making 19.8, I think. Yeah. Um, you're going to get, is it going to hover around 20 over four or five years? Give him that extension. He'll probably accept and then let Miguel Maya be the backup for two, three years, spot catcher, and then Miguel Maya can take over. He's young enough where that'll still work out. He'll enter his prime right when Contreras is leaving. So right. Well, also, um, the I am hoping. I think we're both hoping that the DH is a thing next year. So for, in the spots the legs a little bit. So yeah. So like on days that you want to give him a day off, you just let him bat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. I for me, I mean, he's been playing. The reason I brought him up is because he has been playing pretty well of late, and you know we saw some injuries this year, and maybe that it was you know just quote unquote injuries, so they could just like rest him because sure. like seasons sure. lost, whatever you know. Yep. But I it has been a thing that I have noticed over the years, and he is a guy that we want around. I want him around. He fucking. I don't think there's a player on the roster right now that loves this fucking franchise more than him. Like, and I would say Kyle Hendricks, but he is literally emotionless. So I, I don't know what Kyle Hendricks thinks about being a Chicago Cub. But fucking Wilson Contreras would go to war for this fucking franchise. He's a guy that I want to keep around. And it's not like the Cubs find have been able to find catchers over the years that are ones you want to keep around long term, you know. Um, and like you said, they are significantly cheaper than some other players. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if you get one or two catchers, you know, Trinos could be like David Ross in a sense and be like, you know, play one or two days a week. If that two days tops, if you go get another catcher, you know, um, but that's the one position I would not want to try a young kid out. No. Yeah. And Amaya didn't play it like at all this year. So that's what I'm saying. Like give him a couple of like, years. Yeah. You just like, don't really get back know, like, and get his legs back and, Right. You just don't really know where he's going to be at. And what sucks is like he was in the like top 60 prospects in all of baseball. Now he's moved to like 95. And that a lot of it is because he just didn't play this yeah, year. I mean, fucking Braylon Marquez, I think, fell out. So it's like shit. But, you know, I, uh, you know, that's, that's a big thing. I think pitching is going to be the biggest need. You know, the Cubs bullpen has gone through stretches since the trade deadline where it's, shown to be very that like it's shown potential to be very very good and then over like since the giant series like it's shown to be very very bad so i feel like a few veteran arms to go with some of the high-end potential that we got like cody hoyer and manny rodriguez and fucking brad wick when he comes back i thought he was pretty good before he uh had to sit uh sit out for the rest of the year is he rest gonna come back heart. I believe so. He's like I bet. I, I think follow rehab on heart. I I don't know. I don't know. But he's. I mean, he's he's step one. He, don't die. Yeah. <laughs> like him. Um, Rowan Wick has been very good. Rowan Wick a, is goddamn. We missed him. Yeah, I think he's in line to be the closer next year. Him or Cody Hoyer. He's got a dump truck, two. dude. You ever seen that thing? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just I just listed some of the names. Like those are some, that's some high potential right there. I'm mm-hmm. not saying go and sign like the best like reliever on the market. I'm just you know one of the one of the things the Cubs have been able to do over the last couple of years is just find random dudes to pitch in a bullpen. Like no one knew who Ryan Tapera was. No one knew who Andrew Chafin was. And like we literally traded them off for you know some solid pieces, but they were they were very good. And if the Cubs were in a position to win, they wouldn't have traded them. They would have kept them yeah. around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I feel like the player development and scouting is like a probably at an all time high in franchise history right now. And that's crazy to say considering Theo's not here anymore, but he also probably hired these people as well. So I feel like that's that's um that's probably a thing in terms of you know yeah, figuring yeah, that stuff out. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the season being over. Won't lie to you. Looking <laughs> yeah. forward to the season being over. Um, but yeah, just bring in as many arms as possible with all the young arms we got. Absolute competition. Nobody spots guaranteed except for a few guys. Yeah. Ball out. Yeah. Now I'm with you there, man. And uh, you know, obviously position players are a thing. We'll see. You know, Frank Schwindel's been fun. Patrick Wisdom's gonna he's been fun. But there's just no telling what this lineup's gonna mm-hmm. look like next year. And at the end of the day, we got if like if Tom Ricketts and fucking Jed Hoyer are gonna sit up and and look us all straight in the face with blank face and tell us that we're gonna be in we're gonna be competitive next year, then they better do something about it and they better like just make some smart moves to because I feel like we're not that far. Like the offense wasn't the problem in the second half, really. It was the pitching. So it's just like like yeah, we need to add some to the offense, but shit. Patrick in, Wisdom, rookie of the year. Perhaps. Broke the rookie record for home runs. Um, that was held by Chris Bryant. You know, I I love Patrick Wisdom, man. I hope he's here for a, co- a couple more years at least. We'll, would love to see him here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, all things considered. Um, but well, by the time we do the next podcast, I don't know if the season will be over, but all things considered with the way the season went, I feel like the way it's ending isn't like the worst season in the world. There was a lot of ups. There were definitely a lot of downs, but I don't know. I still think what the Cubs did was the right move is just very painful as it happened. <laughs> yeah. We all thought it'd be a rip the bandaid off situation and goddamn, it wasn't a bandaid. It was just like a roll of duct tape, just taped your nuts just yeah. that's how what it felt like fucking awful right but you know with all that said like this is this is like going to be a big off season man like mm-hmm. i'm actually really excited for the off season and i haven't been excited for the off season for like three or four years it's three so. big off seasons in a row a lot of guys that weren't extended that are very good household names are going to be available might not be extended yep. by their teams a few yeah. big years to make shit happen the postseason actually the way that it goes down will be very crucial or very intriguing for for the Cubs front office, I'm, I'm sure like, you know, I, I've been on the down end of about Javi Baez, but I mean, if he is willing to take a one year deal and prove that he, that he's worth $200 million, like he thinks he's going to get, like, I wouldn't mind for a bridge year with him, I guess, you know what I mean? And Rizzo is a guy that I would love to see come back to the Cubs, especially if we get the DH we can keep Schwindel. Maybe yeah, keep that back healthy. Yeah. And then Bryant. I mean, obviously, I'd love him back. So, but there's all kinds of other guys too. Uh, another guy, another shortstop that I, that no one, I feel like no one really talks about is Marcus Simeon. 
He's a guy. Oh, that I, fuck no. No, he's. Have you seen the numbers this year? He's one of the. One yeah, of he's the been awesome players. with the Blue Jays. He's older, dude. He's like 31, 30. He's thirty-one. Yeah, he's gonna want Maybe. a long deal, though. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I, paid, I just, he didn't get paid fuck by the Athletics. The A's yeah. didn't pay him shit. Right. But he's, That's why he hated it there. He was always pissed that they never paid him the. He kept winning his arbitration cases, and the reason he's going to arbitration is because they were just offering him like the league minimum because they're cheap. Right. I, I mean, well, he's like th- again, he's like thirty-one. Again, it wouldn't be like on a long-term deal, but like if you could lure him to this kind of market, and you know, I don't know, like I'm again spitballing, but also like he's intriguing, like he's mm-hmm. a guy. So this the shortstop market will be very interesting this this off season. So anyway, um. Want to yell about Illinois real quick before we do shadow? Yeah, they fucking suck. Um, <laughs> like, I'm so fucking tired. Like, that game dominated the ball. It's back and forth 55 minutes. And then when you play Ben don't break defense and you break down the last five minutes and lose, I get it. Like, Maryland's okay, undefeated against nobodies. They got a tag of Iloa who tore us up in the fourth quarter. But Again, like your best players, Isaiah Williams, Reggie Love, Josh McRae, and Luke Ford. Mm-hmm. They finally all got touches in in the second half, and we dominated the second half for the most part. And they took out Isaiah Williams because they threw him over the middle, got hurt. Reggie Love didn't give him any touches, didn't get Josh McCray any touches. Gave like Sidney Brown eight touches in the fourth quarter, and he averages 1.7 yards carry. And look forward, I don't think had any catches in the game. It's like I get you're trying to instill like an I formation single back type offense where you run the ball 40 times a game, just shove it down their throat and finally break them the fourth. It's tough. It's tough. And the, the thing about Belima is, and I not only do I want him fired, but it's not going to happen, but his system works, but it takes time. When he went to Wisconsin, his first year taking over Wisconsin, terrible. Second year, they're 500, third, fourth, and fifth year. They're competing in Big Ten championships. Got a Rolls Bowl out of it. Went to Arkansas. Terrible his first year, second year, 500. Third, fourth, fifth years. Again, they're cut, compet, competing for SEC West titles. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. Yeah, But the, if they want to go by that theory of getting his guys in, Lovey Smith's first season with all his recruits was 2020. And that's how he based it off of was that fucking season. Like, feel how you want to feel about Lovey, but if you want to do that, then give Lovey the fair shake you're going to give this guy. Right. That's my whole thing. And then you got these blue chippers in there now that you're not getting the fucking touches to. I get they're not your guys, but, like, at some point, he's got to play the most talented guys on the field, give them the ball. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not going to lie to you, man. Like, I've followed games, and I have watched some of them, not in full, but, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, from afar. And it's tough. It's tough. And it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I just can't get up. I can't even get up to like, even well, want to watch. They like, have this bad. They have this like louded offensive line because it's the oldest offensive line in college football. They're all like fourth, fifth and sixth year guys. Yeah. And they're fucking terrible. The offensive line fucking awful. Yeah. And Brandon Peters is either shit or he's hurt. And they yep. bring in Art Sikowski, like go teach fucking some liberal history class in fucking Northwestern. Like, don't be the quarterback for Illinois. 
<laughs> go back to Rutgers. Like no one gives a shit. Like put in, put in, put in the young guys. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just go feel like teach some liberal history class. Yeah. Is, know, is history class? Is, is history classes liberal? I guess if you're a poli sci major, I would probably venture <laughs> I guess say yeah, at some point they are. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just tough to see. I'm tired of being tired of Illinois, waiting on Illinois to be good. I feel you. I feel you. But hey, basketball season's coming up, man. It's coming soon. Yep. Yep. So there's there's. I said there's the open show. The they're going to cover Roach's Rose Bowl. We're going to lose by fifty fucking points against Purdue. Purdue's a pretty goddamn good team. Uh, they almost beat Notre Dame last week. So. Spreads eleven points. I think we might honestly lose like forty-two to three. <laughs> yeah, I, I if I could bet in Illinois, I would do it. I guess I could get a Bovada yeah. account, which I have one. I just haven't used it for no free ads. Yep, no, no free ads. All right. Uh, do you feel better? No. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, let's do shower room of the week and get mm-hmm. out of here. Okay. Um. My shadow realm of the week is uh, swelled up testicles. Um, thanks to Nicki Minaj's tweet about the vaccine and all of that jazz. Yeah. Um, it's kind of old news, I guess, but it's been stuck in my head as uh, my shadow realm for this week since uh, I think I read about it. And I was like, this is definitely going to be my shadow realm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> So she is claiming the vaccine get if you're a male gives you swollen testicles, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and then she like went on like if you go through her Twitter timeline, she was quote tweeting all these people. Like she wasn't even like trying to drag them. She was just like she was trying to have conversation about the vaccine and like which vaccine is better. Like people fucking took all three or some shit, yeah. and, like, like all this shit. And it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> just, just like, this is not like with your, the amount of followers that you have, this is just not good. <laughs> this might be a hot take, but I think she might be stupid. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I, mean, I, I, I just, I mean, I don't know how her friend's boyfriend got swollen testicles, but I'm leaning to believe that it's probably not because of the vaccine. But what do I know? Maybe this is like some speed bag action they had in the bedroom. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My uh, so my shadow realm is Urban Meyer's uh, living room. I don't know if you saw these pictures. No. Again, bad bad audio, good visual. That's the table in his living room. That's, I mean, so he has this. That's a, not what a, I would expect. A glass table, like a glass coffee table, and there are probably seventy six pictures on this fucking coffee table. <laughs> yeah, was covered like, every is... square inch is just family pictures. <laughs> on like the how glass many table. damn kids does this guy have? <laughs> and and then here's a picture of his living room, and it's just. So much going on there. Like, there's yeah. no real, sp- like, there's seven couches and then the table, and it's all by like a mirror in the fireplace, too. And it's Jesus Christ. Like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's too many pictures to have on just one random ass glass table in your living room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually had one more shadow room, mm-hmm. um, and it is Connor McGregor. Um, because the fact that the cut, well, I guess it's a combination of Connor McGregor and sure. Tom Ricketts. 
um, because Conor McGregor had an all-time terrible performance singing the stretch at Wrigley Field the other yeah. night. Um, and Tom Ricketts, because he let Conor McGregor with all of his controversial past into the federal landmark uh, before Sammy Sosa. Um, yeah, so it's fucked up, brother. It's fucked up. We should really figure out how to get that truck and find ourselves a statue and just yeah. put it out there. Concrete company, mold it, <laughs> shape it. Shave it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. I agree. I mean, more things change, the more they stay the same. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. It's a good, uh, put that quote on your tombstone with everything else that you say. <laughs> Fuck them kids. All right. <laughs> and never forget, never forgive. Mm. All right. That's the show. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, thanks for the few comments we got. Um, if, you want to watch us live? You can fo- follow us on Twitter at Sky's Fine Pod and on Facebook, which is I think Sky's Falling Pod as well. Um, and then you can follow us on Instagram at the Sky's Falling Pod too. So uh, we'll be. Yeah. I, I'm th- this weekend is like I said at the beginning of the show. Like it's the first weekend where I really get to sit down and just watch football. So I'll be available to do Bears recap Sunday afternoon, Tommy. Will you be ready to do Bears recap Sunday afternoon? Probably. Probably so. Uh, all right. I'm in. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready for a Bears recap. Just yeah. like full, like these like doing the last two shows, doing the recaps have been kind of like bittersweet. Cause like, okay, I finally get to talk about the Bears with Tommy like into a mic. But like last Feelings year, aren't tingly. They aren't. Yeah. Fresh. Like I'm not like reactionary, like saying shit that probably I shouldn't be saying. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to yell into a mic about the bears on Sunday. So, um, yeah, we'll be back. We definitely, I'm, I'm like guaranteeing we will be back Sunday at some point. I don't know what time. I don't know if it'll be right after the game, but Sunday at some point we will do the bears recap show. Probably do it live on our Twitter and Facebook page. So uh, again, go follow us or like us, whatever you want to do. And, uh, yeah, I'm good, Thomas. Real quick, if anyone's watching this big, massive window behind me, swear to God, there's government pigeons out there 24-7. I have video evidence on my phone, three-minute video of this pigeon not moving. I'll show it to you at work tomorrow. I've been Can't sending wait. them to my boss. <laughs> to Dan? Was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dan, this pigeon is either dead or it's the government because I can't. It's not moving, and it's always fucking there. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Uh, that's so, a great yeah. way to end this Anyway, show. that's just for anyone that's st- stuck around with us. But uh, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, Justin Fields forever. See you all later. <laughs>